uncensored, unfiltered, unhinged. It's the Corelcast. Listen daily on your favorite streaming service. Hey, it's Corel. Miss Ember and I are here in the park bright and early. Uh, and I wanted to address as we move into the holidays uh, why it is so very hard for all of us, I think, to stay positive. Uh, because there's so much going on in the world, not to mention people are, well, for lack of a better word, assholes. Case in point, here behind me, here, right here, is the tree that a gentleman named Dexter uh, lived under for six months. He would hang stuff up in the tree. Uh, he would put a lean-to up against the tree. He totally took over this area right here uh, in front of this tree. And a lot of us here at the park got tired of it. Then, while he was kind to some people, he started being rude or mean to dogs or to other people. And so that just basically had to stop. Plus, he really did make this whole area here his own. You couldn't use this whole area under the tree became his own. So finally, after a whole lot of protests and a whole lot of phone calling, the park police did what they call trespassing him out. And what that meant was they wrote him a trespassing ticket and said, if you come back inside the park, you are going to be arrested. Now, I had called them, and so I felt guilty about that the couple days before Thanksgiving. Uh, some of you may remember on the show I mentioned uh, I felt guilty about trespassing him out of the park or being the person that called repeatedly to do it. Well, the next day I find that he moved back over there to behind the fence. Over there. So over there. Uh, he moved to where he was on the other side of the fence However, he was still coming in the park gate uh, and still carrying on and all of that. So two days after I had him trespassed out, this would have been, I guess, Saturday, uh, Friday, Friday or Saturday, I forget which, um, I came to the park to walk with Ember. Uh, and when we got near to that area over there where he was, uh, he moved inside the park uh, and started like hiding behind trees and calling me names, uh, asshole, saying kiss my ass. Obviously he thought that I was the person that had him trespassed out of the park and probably rightfully so, cause you know, I did call. So then he goes over to his clothing and he grabs a bottle of bleach and I'm assuming there's bleach in it. I don't know, he was pouring it on his clothes earlier. Uh, he grabs a bottle of bleach and he comes back inside the park and he starts hurling it at me and Ember. So I call 911 and I'm like, you know what? I felt sorry for this guy. I felt badly that I had him removed from the park and now he's hurling obscenities at me and throwing bleach at me. And I told the cop, you either get out here and take care of this man or I will. And I meant it. My, my patience had run out. My compassion had run out. My empathy had run out. Here is a person that doesn't want to be in a shelter because he can't drink. He can't do his substances. They make him medicate because he's mentally ill. He didn't want to go to help Nevada. And even though it's futile and it's hard, people do get housing through help of Southern Nevada. They do. You know, they, they're able to uh, go there and get on a list and they get on the list.
and it takes time, but they end up getting in a hotel or a motel or some other housing if they stick with it. He didn't want to do that, but I still felt badly. And then he turns on me like a viper, yelling at me, screaming at me, hurling obscenities at me. And you know what? I talked to the cop about it and the cop was like, you can't feel sorry for these people. You can't. He's like, you know what? All of us had compassion. All of us want to help. And now after dealing with them on a day-to-day -day basis, he's like, you just, you can't. They will take that compassion. They will use it against you. They will weaponize it, if you will. They will use you. And then if you do something they don't like, they will turn on you like a pit viper. Well, I saw that to be true. I mean, you can hurl bleach at me, but don't you be hurling bleach in December. Uh-uh, no. And I thought to myself, you know, even the homeless feel entitled now. You know, even the homeless feel like, and I don't want to say they're not entitled, okay? I'm not trying to say that homeless are not entitled to the same rights and, and privileges and all of that that every American, you know, has. But they also feel entitled to be assholes, as do most Americans nowadays. The whole, if you see me spinning, it's to unwrap Ember's <laughs> her leash. Uh, you know, they, they feel entitled to just behave any way they want to behave. And that really is the, the message of the day, isn't it? People are behaving just any way they want to behave. Whether it harms you, whether it's bad, whether it's good, they don't care. As long as it suits them, as long as it, it fits into their agenda, as long as they get what they want out of it, they really don't care about anybody else. We see that in politics with all these MAGA you know, they don't care about America. They don't care about Americans. They care if it goes their way, the way that they want it to go. They care if people like them are cared for. They don't care about anybody else. They're just like this homeless guy who had moved right behind there now. I'm closer there, you can see. He had just moved right to the outside of that area, which is still the park, by the way. And so when I called the police, I said, look, you trespassed him out. He's still on park property. Now he's throwing bleach at me. And so they came and arrested him. And, and, I, and I don't feel badly about that. Good. He needs to be either in jail. He needs to get his shit together. You know, and I think that just goes for everybody and, ev you know, everybody, including me, by the way. We all need to get our shit together because we have just let our shit go to waste. You know, it's gone to pot, as my mom would say. Gone to seed. You know, climate change, they're now talking about a 3.0 increase instead of a 1.5, which by the way, I was doing the math wrong. I was converting it. There's two different ways to convert. I was doing actual temperature. They're talking about what's called absolute. So 3.0 would be about a 4.5 uh, increase at Fahrenheit. So that means Vegas, which is now like 120, would be almost 125. Uh, you know, we live in a very small bubble. You know, I'm watching from, For All Mankind now on TV. It's a great show and on Apple TV+. And we live just like saltwater fish. They can't take extremes. Well, neither can humans. We can, we can exist in about 40 degrees, 32 degrees, you know, to about 90 to 100. And, and things grow, uh, ideally, in between 50 and 85 degrees. That's the optimum temperatures. Some a little warmer, some a little colder, depending on the crop. 
but the optimum temperature to grow things is between like 50 and 90 degrees, okay? That's a very small window of temperature. That's a very small window. We live in a very small window and we don't even acknowledge that. Somebody's gotten herself all messed up here. There we go. Oh, she's down there, see her? Down there. So we live in this very small window and we're, we don't care anymore. We're not taking care of that window. You know, if we could all see the planet from space, maybe it would help us realize that, you know, we're just, we're just little creatures here. You know, we're just little, oh, sorry. Not the best camera work, sorry about that. Uh, but you know, I am out walking and I am out doing, uh, you know, my, my morning here. Uh, so, I don't know how much longer we have on this. Let me check. Okay, we got about a minute. Sorry about that too, had to check. Uh, but I just wanted to say that I get now why empathy is wearing out. Um, I get now why some of you are just, you've had enough. I get it. I try every day to be empathetic to the people that are homeless out here. I try every day to show them compassion and dignity and treat them like I would any other human that their housing condition doesn't predicate the way that I treat them or how I feel about them. You know, I don't think they're bad people because they don't have a house. And yet, more and more, I'm finding most of them are bad people. The chronically homeless, the ones, the, not the ones with the families and the, but the chronically homeless, the ones that have been out here for six months, eight months, a year, I don't know if they became bad people because of the environment or if they were bad people to begin with. But a lot of them are not nice people and they don't want to be a part of society. And you know what? And that's the same with MAGA. MAGA, they're not nice people. They don't want to be a part of society. They're mentally ill, just like the homeless. They just happen to have a house. A lot of them because of the government and socialism, which they scream against. So I get it, this holiday season, why your empathy may be running low. And it's because it seems today in the world, no one cares for anybody except themselves, and we accept them. All right. I am Corel. Accept that. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Hello everybody, Carell here, and welcome to my holiday, to my Christmas. Uh, for the first time in a long time, I've set up Christmas right after Thanksgiving. Uh, I've been known to set up a tree on Christmas Eve, uh, but usually never more than two weeks prior to Christmas do I do the whole thing. And now my patio and my front door and front patio area and my living room uh, is all set up. I even got this lovely tree today at Home Depot for $88. It fits in between um, where I wanted it to be. The other trees didn't fit there. And I wanted to do this today, Monday, and talk to you about change in the new year. Because, you know, this last year we've talked a lot about a lot of things that need to be changed from our response to climate change to so much more. 
Um, but I wanted to, to take it a little further and talk about personally. I know a lot of you uh, want to make personal changes in the new year. Uh, maybe your job, maybe your relationship, uh, you know, a lot of different things. You want to make changes. And I'm with you. As you know, I want to make changes in the new year. I want to lose my holiday weight. Uh, I want to get busier. Uh, and I want to do better shows for you. And just so much more that I want to do. And that I haven't been doing here in Las Vegas. I want to meet someone. Uh, more than one person. I want to have a community of gays and vegans and... You know, so I'm never worrying about what I'm going to do on Christmas or Thanksgiving or New Year's again uh, because I will have, I'll be either entertaining or working out somewhere or, uh, or with friends or whatever the case might be. So lots of changes that I want to make come the new year. And I realize that it's not just hyperbole when you say if you want to change, you know, then you yourself have got to make changes. And so... I've been a little scroogey recently about a lot of holidays and just events. The world is a rough place right now, as you all know. But hasn't it always been? Hasn't the world always been? We're about to hear the grandfather clock go off. Uh, hasn't the world always been a rough place? It's never been an easy place. And there's always been catastrophe just looming. Granted, the stakes are higher right now, but for many people, they always were this high. And yet, people survived and thrived and made it through. And I haven't felt a lot of hope recently. I don't think the United States is in a very great place. Uh, I haven't felt a lot of joy recently. And I realize that I also have been very afraid to go and live out in the world because I'm really kind of um, afraid of health. You know, what if I go into AFib? What if this? What if that? What if Ember this? What if that? And so there's a lot of fear. And I want to change that in the new year as well. So I realized to do that, you've got to make changes. And so I wanted to tell you how setting up this Christmas this early is a big change for me. And I love so much of what you see here. I know that you all probably have Christmas ornaments or decorations that you love. I hope that you do. Uh, I love, I don't know if you can see very much over here, but there are these little creatures here. They're little ceramic like reindeer and things. My mom used to sell Avon and these were from Avon. And she got the entire set and she loved them. But the funny thing is they're supposed to hang on the tree, but they're heavy. They're like ceramic, they're heavy. And, and so her tree would never support them. And we would always laugh about that. There are ornaments on this tree behind me from my parents. The lights around the neck of my carnival horse here were on the hospital bed of both my mother and father when they passed away. They both passed away over Christmas, years apart. Ornaments on that tree are from me and Ken Pearson. That's like 30 years ago or more, 35, 40 years ago. There's ornaments on there from my mother's tree. There's every ornament that Jake or Heather has ever made and sent to me or sent to me and Andrew on that tree. There's a lot of history and a lot of love on that tree. And I thought to myself, why not take that out now and enjoy it for a month? 
Okay, now I am the day after Christmas take down the tree person. And that's not going to change. But it's like, why not enjoy it longer? Enjoy that history. Enjoy those warm feelings. No, I'm not going to be hosting Christmas here and I'm probably not going to be hosting a Christmas party. But that doesn't matter. I didn't decorate for anybody else. I did it for me. I live here with Ember. And so I did this to show myself that there's no need to be curmudgeon about everything. That there's no need to be Scrooge. Even though we live in times where, you know, look, I, I could find myself saying about the homeless, are there no workhouses? Are there no, you know, I mean, now wouldn't be a bad time to be Scrooge, but you don't have to be. And if you want to make change, then you have to tell, hey, you know, here's another thing. I was going to buy myself a tea for one by Royal Albert. It's $108 on sale. And I have a bunch of tea for one sets. And then it struck me, no. You're gonna, if you're gonna buy a tea set, another tea set, I don't need one, but if I wanted to purchase one, it was gonna be for two or more because I wanna tell the universe that I'm tired of having tea for one. That tea for one sets are great for traveling or for whatever, but when I'm here at home or when I'm having tea in the afternoon, I'd love for it to be with somebody else. So how about tell the universe that I'm not going to buy tea for one sets anymore. I'm going to buy tea for two sets because I want someone else across that table to talk to. I know that's a weird, subtle change. Like, oh, well, Corel, what does that matter? It matters. It matters because I'm telling myself that, guess what? I want tea for two or more. I'm telling the universe that I'm ready to expand and not just be the solitary person that I am. I am ready for more. And so in doing these little changes, putting up Christmas early, not buying any more tea for ones, that sort of thing, I'm starting the ball rolling in a positive direction. I'm going back to the time where I loved holidays. I did. And you know what? Maybe I won't have a ton of people to celebrate it with here, but a few people. Steve saw my decorations. He helped, and he was like, oh my God, it's beautiful. It's lovely. It's wonderful. It is beautiful. It is lovely. It is wonderful. And it's for me, and that's enough for right now. And maybe by having this, maybe I will invite people over for some nog. You know, I have a whole month now that I could invite even just three or four people over and you know, have a little Christmas cheer. I haven't done that in so long because literally my Christmas tree has been this little two foot, 24 inch Christmas tree with, with bows on it and some battery operated lights. That's been my Christmas tree for a couple years now. Now I've got my pencil cactus all done. I've got a tree up front. I've got this tree here. I've got the little two foot tree over there. I've got this fabulous little tree. So I got lots of trees now. And so maybe, just maybe, the universe will say, okay, let's invite some people in. Let's bring some people into his world that he can invite over to have Christmas tea or to have Christmas cheer. Nothing's going to change if I don't change it. And so it's little things that you can do in your life to send new messages. Okay, and that's what I want you to start focusing on over the holidays, 
and into the new year. Start sending new messages out to your loved ones, out to the universe, but more importantly, start sending those messages to yourself and let yourself know that you are ready for change, that you are ready for things to be different in the new year. And no, they don't ha that doesn't mean they have to be worse by the way. Yeah, they can be different, all right. No. I know there's a lot of reasons to be pessimistic this holiday season. I do. Look, I didn't want to spend any money at all. I thought, I'm not going to spend any money on Christmas. I don't have the money. I'm not going to spend it. And then a listener, Randy Radar, sent me a, a little Christmas gift. And I thought to myself, okay, you know what? I'm going to buy a tree. And Steve's all, you know, you lived in your condo six years and you've had six different trees. I said, because I never found the right one. I think I found it. It fits the spot and it's fabulous. So tell the world, tell the universe, tell yourself that I'm ready to make little changes just so you know that I'm ready for something different, world. I'm ready for something better. If you're not visiting reallycorel.com daily, you're missing out. Get the podcast videos and the blog, including recipes at reallycorel.com. That's really K-A-R-E-L dot com. It's broadcasting from a completely different point of view. Yours. Listen daily to the Corelcast on your favorite streaming service. You're listening to the Corelcast. Driving you home or driving you crazy. Hi, it's me again, Corel, in my little holiday village here. I, I, I thought I'll just do the next segment here too. I love it here. It feels so warm and cozy. You know, there's a ceasefire for the moment, which, by the way, I was calling for for a long time and got yelled at online for, called an anti-Semite and everything because I wanted a ceasefire. Well, there is one going on now. Uh, and it's been going on all weekend. And I'm so happy for those people and their families and I know they don't celebrate Christmas, they celebrate uh, Hanukkah, but uh, I, I know that this Hanukkah season is going to be more bright for some of those families, not all of them, but some of them. And I, you know, there's always war in the world. It's an unfortunate human condition. And the holidays come whether there's war going on or not. And maybe when there is war going on is actually when we need the holidays most of all. Now, I could be cynical and tell you that this last weekend, Black Friday weekend, a Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, today is Cyber Monday. Um, I could be cynical and tell you that that shows how badly corporate America is charging us. In other words, they're never going to sell anything for a loss. And so if they can cut the price of something 60%, it means that they're overcharging us for that something, oops, by 60% or more. Okay. So 
we could talk about how there shouldn't be Black Friday because all goods should just be affordable and should be sold at maybe 10 or 12% above cost. And that way they'd still make a profit, but we're not raped, you know, all of that. But instead, I'd like to tell you that when I got, went out with Steve uh, on Friday, uh, when Friday afternoon we went to lunch at Down to Earth, which is wonderful. Oh my God, the poor boy there is so good. Um, you know, we sat overlooking a Christmas courtyard with the mall was, you know, all done up. And there were people lining up to see Santa Claus and sure they were paying for the ticket and there for the picture and all that. But it felt Christmassy. And I realized that this, this whole season is about the beating away the doldrum of winter. Winter begins December 21st. And Festivus was this two-week festival to sort of beat down, you know, winter and the, and the blues. And the Christians then adopted this time of year as their Christmas, even though Christ, if he existed, would have been born in June or July. Um, and so I understand that, you know, this time of year we celebrate because we need to. Because we do get depressed from the very short days. And we do get depressed from the gray and colding weather and having to stay inside. And it can get kind of dreary. And so we put up lights to signify, you know, as I was decorating the tree with Steve, I said, um, you realize that the, the ornaments on trees represent fruits. We used to put apples and oranges in the trees because they were hard to get and they were a prize. And so when they woke up on Christmas morning, they had apples and oranges and they looked like ornaments in the trees. And we used to put gifts in the trees. That's what the sparkly things, you know, what, what they represent. We used to put candy canes. They used to eat them, you know, jewelry. They would put it in, in on the tree or put it in little box, gift boxes, that sort of stuff. Everything has, every ritual that we do has a, a deeper meaning if we just explore it and you know, the tree is about bringing the evergreen inside during winter because humans do better around green. And of course, in many, many European nations where, you know, the tradition started, there's only pine trees are green during the, the winter. The rest of the green is gone. The grass is gone and the, you know, and so they bring something evergreen inside the house, you know, to signify life. Christmas exists and the holidays exist because we need them to. And yes, we could talk about commercialism and capitalism and how they're distorted now and how everyone misses the point. Sure, why not? Or we could also say that maybe this year more than ever, we all need the holidays. Because what if we don't get another one? Look, I don't know where I'm going to be next year at this time, neither do you. I don't know if Ember will be with me. I don't know. I, I, I don't have that crystal ball as I look at an actual crystal ball. <laughs> I do, in fact, have a crystal ball, uh, but I don't have that crystal ball. Uh, and so what if this were your last holiday season? Would you want to not celebrate? Would you... Would you say, well, the world was in turmoil and so I, I saw no need and the economy was terrible and I couldn't afford presents. You know, my parents were broke most of my growing up and they never could afford presents, but I always got some. Maybe it was leftover stuff from Avon that my mother was selling or even Tupperware. Maybe it was bonus gifts 
Maybe it was buy two, get one free, and I got the one free, you know, for whatever. Whatever it was, even when we were just homeless, my mother went to a local 7-Eleven and bought little, like, trinkets at the 7-Eleven and wrapped them and gave them to us. We always had gifts, even when we didn't have money. And so this holiday season, I want you to remember that it exists because we need it. The Jews that are being released, they need Hanukkah. They need family. They need camaraderie. The Palestinians, I don't know what holidays they celebrate. I should. I don't know. I know there's a holiday around Christmas for them too. I don't know if it's Ramadan or what it is, but I know they have one. The Muslims have a holiday around Christmas. Maybe it's Eid. I'll, I'll look it up. But they need that holiday too. We all do right now. We need a break. We need some joy. We need some happiness. And so I hope you start to make some for the rest of the year. Ignore, you know what? If anything big happens in the news, I'll tell you. You'll hear about it. But just tune it out. For, you know, in talk radio and uh, you know, uh, media, I will tell you that holidays are for year-end wrap-ups, award seasons, all of that. No one does any breaking interesting news, really, for the rest of the year. You know, a lot of newscasters are on vacation, a lot of talk show hosts have fill-in hosts, and that's because you shouldn't be paying that close of attention to all that stuff right now. You should be paying attention to you and to your family and to your house. If you have a small little house, decorate it anyway. If you can't afford decorations, make some. I used to. I have strung popcorn with cranberries. Yes, I have. So you know what? Just do what you can do. And realize that in the world, there's always turmoil. I've, my heart goes out to those in the Ukraine as they feel forgotten because everyone's focused on Israel and Palestine. My heart goes out to the people of the Netherlands as an extreme right-winger wins in their polls and, and you know, they don't know what's going to happen next. I do. Look what happened in America. My heart goes out to the people of Argentina or was it Brazil who they get some other horrifying leader and their lives are going to change. My heart goes out to them, but for the holiday season, they're just going to have to get by on their own. All bad news is going to have to get by on its own for the holiday season because it's certainly going to be there in January. I'm not going to solve the climate crisis between now and then. I'm not going to turn you all vegan between now and then. So as the turmoil increases around us, I think it means we all need to chill a little bit. So I'm going to try to do lighter shows over the next, you know, four or five weeks. Uh, make them not so heavy unless there's something that has to be done that way. But as far as I'm concerned, I think I'll just chat with you for the rest of the year. Maybe sitting in front of my fabulous Christmas stuff, maybe in the studio, maybe out in the world like we started the show. And I was angry. I was angry at the start of the show. I was angry that that homeless person made me not want to go to my park and, and that he threw bleach at us. And you know, I, was, I was angry. You know, but we got to let that stuff go too. I am Carell. You be who you want to be. Fun doesn't hurt you, buddy. We'll see you on Wednesday. Hopefully not with any horrifying world events. Hey, it's Carell. 
Amber and I would like to thank you for joining us today and remind you there's a way to never miss a thing, and that's by subscribing right now to my YouTube channel. Just click the subscribe button below or go to youtube.com forward slash reallycorel. That's youtube.com forward slash reallycorel for a world of great free content. And that content is kept free by the fabulous group of patrons of Patreon. Why not become one and show your support for the show? Just $5 a month or more and you're in. Go to patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. That's patreon.com forward slash reallycorel. My website is reallycorel.com and everything fabulous is there from the show to blog and recipes. Instagram and all social media are, you guessed it, reallycorel. And it couldn't get much easier by simply downloading the free CorelCast app at the app store of your choice. And then all the content from Corel Media will flow right on through. That's the free CorelCast app. Remember, I am Corel. Be who you want to be so it doesn't hurt anybody. And subscribe and participate today.